Hello and welcome to the Even Steel Cracks podcast with me, Jordan Losman. And me, Callum Martin. And together we're part of Larry Laughs Comedy. We will be bringing you this podcast. It will have some opinions in, mainly from me, that not everyone will agree with. There'll be a little bit, cancel that, there'll be a lot of swearing throughout the podcast. So please stand by. We'll also be discussing themes about mental health and possibly suicide. So if there are things that you might find distressing, you probably don't want to continue listening. So pop your headphones in, strap in or strap on, and we'll go ahead. So we're recording. Now, you always <laughs> you always do that to me. That's my favourite thing to do, is to just be like, bang, I was sneak literally record. reaching for my pen and a glass of wine. Ninja uh, record. Oh, we're recording. Hello, this is episode two, which we haven't came up with a name for yet. No, because we don't know what we're going to talk about. Well, we, you do. I know what I'm talking about a little bit, but yeah. I didn't even know we were recording, so I've been caught well and truly off guard yeah. now. So, proper professional. Do, proper professional. Do you not think it's... I, so I was just saying before we started recording, the transition between us, because we, we've just been ha- hanging out for maybe 20 minutes, and we're trying not to talk to each other because we're saving everything for the podcast, and then we're like, click record, now we can be friends again. This is true. But before we go any further, I have to announce the fact that I have just witnessed Callum opening a bottle of wine. Now, must <laughs> must specify that Callum's used to screw top wines, as he will admit himself. Yes, 100%. I brought, I'm brought a classy bitch. A classy bitch. I brought round a bottle with a corking, which really, really confused the whole scenario. From Naked Wines. So if Naked Wines are listening and you want to sponsor the podcast... Then do. <laughs> then please. That would be great. Ring me. That, or, or text us. Yeah, I'm not going to be mad want. about that. <laughs> but he opened a bottle of... What is that? Is it a curtain hook? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's just a screw-in hook that you would hook stuff to the wall with. I have never seen anything like it in my life. Opening a bottle of wine with a curtain hook, it just sums up student life as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It was amazing to see. That's where I learned it. Teesside Junior, three years, and I learned how to open a bottle of wine with just about everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first episode seemed to go quite well anyway. We got some good feedback from that. So, if you're listening to episode two, then thanks. Yeah. If, if you haven't listened to episode one, then we're not going to go through who we are again because you should have listened to episode one. Yeah. So just go back and listen to episode one, popping our cherry. So, yeah, what's been happening since last time I spoke well, to you? Well, you've been away. I have. Um, And by the time this podcast comes out, you'll be away again. No, I won't because it's coming out tonight. Oh, is it going out tonight? All yeah. right, okay. If you're listening to episode three, George, away again. <laughs> yeah, we are recording episode three straight after this. So yeah, we might pro- be sozzled by then, though. Yeah, and hopefully there's not been like no major events that we should have talked about. Like, oh, Prince Harry and Meghan programs coming out tonight, actually. Oh, I did see that on Netflix. On Netflix. I'm probably not going to watch it, I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, don't care. Why? Why do you care? I mean, I don't particularly care. I think, care. like, fair play to them. Go off. Have your life. Actually, it, it probably ties in quite nicely. At the end of the day, they were both struggling with their mental health, and they decided that they needed to step back from all the bullshit that is being in the royal family. Nothing against any member of the royal family in, in particular. They're not going to be listening, mate. A, apart from the nonce. Um, <laughs> the nonce can fucking do one. Where did that come from? Um but, I mean, so, like, they took a step back. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And yet they've been vilified um, 
by you because you've just said fuck that I'm not watching it so that you're vilifying no, them. No, no, I'm not vilifying them. I'm just saying it doesn't matter. Like in the re- it, like in the grand scheme of things, is it going to pay for my hating? No. Well, in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> bear in mind I'd like to highlight the point that we're in Callum's house this time because we're. Oh not... yeah, welcome to my home. Welcome to the murderer's fucking lair. We're not in my All house. All the lights were off when you walked in. <laughs> they were. First thing he said was, serial killer vibes. Yeah, every light was off when I walked in. There was just an ominous glow of a Christmas tree in the distance. And then we came in and we had to spend, we were st- due to start this at probably half, quarter past five, but Callum's acoustics in his room weren't right. So <laughs> we had to position the mic so that it wasn't bouncing off the walls. Although I believe that. The acoustics are now quite good, are they not? I think they'll be all right. They could be shit. <laughs> they could be awful. I never thought I'd be discussing acoustics. However, yeah. one thing that I would say about this Harry and Meghan thing is I preferred him when he dressed up as a Nazi. That was fucking legendary, man. Yeah, because he was basically just a fucking uni student and yeah. it was completely relatable. Yeah. Not that I should, not that I think anybody should dress up as Nazis because they're not good people. I mean, <clears throat> I think it was fucking epic. Like but Harry, I also think it was a massive middle finger to like... It was, but his family are German. <laughs> so Are they German or are they Dutch? Are they German? They're as German I, as a fucking... What? No, 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 hang on. I've just, Okay, so no, I haven't ge- watched The Crown. They're German? So I've just started re-watching The Crown. No, Philip's bloody Greek. Yeah, Phil the Greek. That's him. Hang yeah, on. all right, okay. Are the rest of them German? Yeah, he's called like fucking Winklehausen or something. <laughs> uh, Brilliant. German. Sorry, I'm just googling German. Don't mind us. Germans royal family. <laughs> are the royal family from the Germans? Oh God, we're gonna get cancelled. Oh no, monarch of Ge- ah, fuck knows, but they are anyway. Okay, he was okay. a pure fucking little Adolf. One of them. He was like oldest fucking German, definitely. Right. So yeah, so if you're listening and you're a monarch or you're part of the monarchy, <laughs> then then. Up the Germans, sweet. <laughs> Up the Germans. So, That's not a phrase I thought I'd ever say on a podcast. Neither did I. Mm. However, I, I am going to watch in that the tonight, co- I think. In the context. <laughs> in the context, I think I will watch the Harry and Meghan thing tonight. Because did you watch the Oprah Winfrey one? I did, to be fair. That was good. Yeah. See, you're like a fucking, you're like one of them girls that begs to not get attention, but she's wearing a fucking oh, boobs yeah, yeah. out. And, I, oh, I mean, I'll yeah, not no, watch no, no. it. I'll not I, be part Also, of it. I am the person who, at work, I'm like... No, I don't do drama. I don't do gossip. And then I go on work nights out and I'm like, you'll never guess what happened on the work night out. So what did happen on the work I night can't, out? I can't. Genuinely, I can't discuss it. Why? <laughs> you don't work for fucking no. MI5. You work for yeah, the I NHS. Know, but if any of them are listening, I, like I could, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Fucking, I've already said too much. Oh my god! <laughs> I feel is, that someone, is that someone at your door, Callum? I think I think there's it's an NHS worker stood there listening with a listening device. So okay, well, Callum can't discuss right. his job, but I can discuss mine. It was fucking shit. It was freezing cold, and I'm back until Monday. We are now on Thursday, and I'm going back to work again in about three days. So this is why we're going to be recording the second podcast tonight, because otherwise we wouldn't be able to send it out. Third. third no, the second one of tonight. Oh, right, okay. Which is the third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was right, a confusing yeah. statement. It was. We've been going for six minutes We've and said 50 seconds. absolutely and said, fuck nothing. All. We've lost I'm... half the listeners now. I know, yeah. Ah, oh, well, fuck it. If you're still here, then well done. Yeah. So we're going to have a little discussion anyway about, um, about life, about... Mental health is obviously going to be discussed as well because that's something that we've all decided. People that have listened in and have messaged us, thanks a lot for them comments and the messages that do mean a lot. 
but it is something that people are wanting to listen to and relate to. So I think we'll start off with a, I'm going to have a little backstory because I was speaking to a couple of lads on the rig about this. And one thing that always happens when you work offshore is I find that a lot of people <coughs> tend, tend to say, to, it's all right, just cough in between my uh, story. It's fine, that's good. Uh, better have fucking COVID, you smelly bastard. No. So one thing that people always say to us is, oh, George, you work offshore, like you must be doing so mm-hmm. well, you're so lucky. And it's bollocks, really, because the same with anybody that has a good life or a mediocre life, you tend to only show what you want on Instagram, don't you? Yeah, like 100%. In, Instagram and Facebook. And there might be people sat there now listening to this because I've been guilty of, of putting on Instagram, just going out with the missus or just going out with the fella for some dinner and putting a picture of a steakhouse on and tagging you and your wife or you and your husband or whichever in there. And that could have been your last fucking hundred quid. And I used to live mm. like that. Yeah. Like if if you looked back to my Instagram back in 2015, you'd have thought I was a fucking millionaire, but it wasn't, it was bollocks. And it was, a, it's this sort of, I think it's the same sort of uh, like trend that everyone goes with now that you've got to live like your Instagram life, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So living I mean, your best life, living your best life. Yeah. Like <clears> I left. The, so the backstory with me is, and I hope that this will go forward to help someone in the future. We'll have a little discussion about it as we go through. But I was in the military in 2008. Were you? I was. You, you never mentioned it. <laughs> 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 Fucking knew that so, was coming. Sorry, mate. If you've listened to episode one, you'll fully understand that. However, we'll not trigger you off anymore, <laughs> pal. We'll keep going. So I was. Uh, I passed my fitness test and went into the military <laughs> in, in 2008. And then... Uh, done two tours of Afghanistan and left in 2012. Now, the reason for leaving, what I used to tell people is that I was just sick of it and I wanted to move on and I wanted to try a new life, which was absolute total utter bollocks. The truth is I left for a girl, right? Yeah. Everyone makes that mistake at some point in the military. Yep. You fucking follow your dick and you leave for the girl. The problem is the girl was moving to Scotland, okay? So I was based at uh, RF Leeming, which is closer to where we are now in Darlington, actually. And so I got an ultimatum and the girl said, right, I'm moving to Scotland. I'd been with her about a year. And she said, you can either leave and come with me or you can stay in the military and we'll split up. I was, what, 21, yeah. 22 at the time. So obviously I Plus left. Plus on tap. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> fuck it, I'll leave. So I went in the next day, literally the next day. It took three clicks to get out of the military, right? So anybody that tells you it's hard to get out of the military it's shite. is talking bollocks. I put three clicks and two of them were, are you sure? And the <laughs> next one was confirmed. So it was actually probably one click. What she didn't tell me at the time was that she was moving up to Scotland in a year's time. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's how that works. So I had to hire, uh, hire, I had to rent a house up in Scotland in Falkirk. Right. And this is, this is the God's honest truth. So I moved up there. My girlfriend at the time was still at RAF Lehman because she was a forces brat. So I was. <laughs> oh God, you should have known better. Yeah, I couldn't. I could tell you who her dad was, but it'd be even fucking worse. And he was part of the same regiment. So anyway, and <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. If you're listening to this, then sauce boss. But uh, moving on. So I moved up to Scotland and lived up in Falkirk. At the time, I'd left the military. I had no money whatsoever because, again, 21, you don't save. So I moved up to this little porky ass flat in Falkirk. Got a job selling cars and. The first week that I drove back, I had a Chicacento. Do you remember them? Cars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolute dog shit. Shed. Yeah, but it was a company car, right? This is what. This oh, is really? What the, I nearly called the fucking name of the company then, but <laughs> this is what the motor company gave me <laughs> as a sales executive was a Chicacento, right? Like, 
I couldn't sales properly executive. fit into it. it well, that's, I know it sounds good. I, know, yeah, yeah. I was a salesman, so I got a chicacento, right? So anyway, I'm blasting back from Glasgow mm. towards Falkirk, parks up my chicacento outside, and a lad comes running the close, right? So I'm a bit nervous. He's fresh out of the military, he's thinking everyone's gonna fucking try and kill me. And he's like boom, 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 knocking on the flat doors, right? So I get out of the car. I'm like, you all right, mate? And he's like, nah, nah, there's boys chasing me. They're going to stab me. They've got knives, right? <clears throat> I'm here by myself now, right? I, I would happily run away from any confrontation at this point, right? <laughs> because one, I'm in a fucking chicken <laughs> And number two, I was in a three-piece suit, right? So I let the boy into the flat, as you would, right? Standard. I let him in. I was Classic. like, yeah, yeah, come like in. a complete mate. stranger yeah, who's but, involved in gangs. Yeah, well, exactly. Looking back, it's fucking tragic. Yeah. But it was like your flats here, so... When, not a shit hole, I don't no, know. I, you... I wish I wish the listeners at home could have seen the look I just gave you. He was like, just like your flat, pointed at my front door and then glanced at me and I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? What I mean is it's got a, <laughs> it's got a communal area that you go into, right? So I didn't let a him in hallway. my fucking Yeah, a hallway. Right. So I didn't let him in my fucking house and run him a bath and right, right. make him dinner and that. But I let him in, right? Ran upstairs, locked myself in the flat. I'm still like five months away now from this girl moving up. Long story short, this will go on forever otherwise. I didn't work out with her, right? I thought she was the love of my life and that everything was going to be like the be all and end all with this girl. She fucked me off once I started working offshore, right? Strange to do because I had loads of money then. So fucking one nil to me. But she binned us off. And then fast forward to quite a few years later, I ended up meeting Katie, right? And when I met Katie, I thought I knew what like, love was before right and i was i was devastated when i finished with this other girl who again i won't name but when i split up with her i thought my world was over and then i met someone else <clears> and now i'm now married to her and we have one kid and another one coming on the way yeah yeah so we've got this and now i see that everything back then was shit yeah Do you know what i mean but it takes a big step for you to realize or something else to happen for you to realize that what you had back then probably wasn't as good as you actually think it was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've been in that position before. Oh, you? yeah, lots of and, times. And then you only really realise when you get older and it's too late. But me and Katie had everything when we first met together, a, a nice convertible BMW. We were spending money everywhere that we went. And then I lost it all, right? And this is when people say about your life, it sounds great and amazing. But me and Katie were living in a house that we couldn't afford to pay for. My wages were coming out as a Christmas temp. So I went hmm. from offshore on yeah. the rigs to selling perfume as a Christmas temp in House of Fraser. And so the money I was make- making wasn't even covering my bills. Yeah. So Katie was keeping us, right? Which is yeah. rare because if you meet a girl when you work offshore, eight out of 10 times they're with you for one thing <laughs> and it's not your appearance. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> or your massive car. Oh yeah, which is a which is another surprise that it's managed to produce almost two kids now. So it's definitely working. But um, yeah, so we lost everything and I remember getting food parcels sent from my mum and from mm. my sister just so that we could afford to live mm. and that's what people don't realize like through all this i still looked like i had the best life in the world on Instagram. yeah yeah like yeah. i was still putting pictures of us going to selfridges the only thing was we were going you to weren't selfridges. buying anything no we were going to selfridges and walking around and thinking about what we could buy yeah which is what i'd like to follow on to which got me through the, the shit time is i just always visualized that i had it yeah and, right yeah. and a lot of people think this is hocus pocus and bullshit but when we had nothing and we couldn't even afford to literally put our heating on, I used to imagine we were on a beach holiday yeah. in the fucking Maldives and we had X amount of money in the bank and we were going to be successful and rich and blah, blah, blah. Even when we had fuck all, it was something like, it was something that just kept us going. Yeah. You know, like a little bit of hope in an otherwise dark world. Yeah, no, I totally get that. But, like, 
especially at the moment, like stuff's hard. Um, I mean, I don't make a you know a particularly handsome sum of money. But you're comfortable, aren't you? I'm well. You say that, like, but this is this is a prime example of the of the kind of you live the life that you present sort of thing you know what i mean like you you just instantly assume that i'm comfortable and i'm i mean i don't do too badly i mean i'm not comfortable you need to fucking turn the heating up i'm freezing here but it's hard to make it to the end of the month like and it's it's particularly hard for a lot of people at the moment and being online and being on social media and stuff it does like you said like you, you can end up in a place where you're comparing yourself to everybody else and it becomes really difficult because you're like well what am i doing wrong and you're not. Everybody else is just portraying a particular lifestyle. It's like trying to keep up with the Joneses. I believe that's the word, isn't it? Like yeah, they, yeah. They it's buy, exactly that. They yeah. buy a new lawnmower. You want to buy a lawnmower? Well, you don't. You're in the flat. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We have a gardener for that. <laughs> we have a gardener for for the social area at the front. <laughs> yeah, but, no, like <laughs> for the little strip of grass. <laughs> but I'm so sorry to fucking ruin your flat. It's a lovely <laughs> flat, by the way. We have actually put pictures on on the Eden Steel Cracks uh, Instagram about how creepy and scary Cameron's flat is. So you can see it's not. A shit yeah, flat, actually, probably. sorry, I have a bone to pick with one of our listeners and a friend of mine. Fucking name her. Beth. Name her. Beth. Beth. Fucking was it Beth? Actually, I'm sure it was Beth. Who was like, "Yeah, no, sorry, I'm gonna have to agree with George." Just gonna get some more wine. Uh, it's under the Christmas tree, and um, which is gonna be talked about next. There's nothing wrong with my Christmas tree. Well, you figure out if you're slagging right. off Beth or fucking Stephen. Callum has the uh, smallest Christmas tree da, 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 da. in the world. No, it wasn't Beth. Sorry, Beth. It was um, it was Jem. <laughs> Fuck you, Beth. Um, and Jem. Yeah. Triple Z Gem on Instagram, find her and no, don't, please don't troll her. She's lovely. But my house does not look like a serial killer and I and I am not okay with you saying that it does. Is she called Triple Z Gem? Yes. Is she Gen Z? Uh, no, she's like my age. What are we? Uh, X? X-Y? No, Gen Y. Millennials. Fuck off. Yeah, Gen Y. Is that an actual thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Gen X are boomers. Boomers? Yeah. What's a fucking boomer? So, like, the, they're the from... They were born in the baby boom of, like, the 60s. So, my mum's a boomer. Yeah, my mum's a boomer. Your mum is a fucking boomer, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, boom oh, yeah. I'd boom your mum. <laughs> oh, God, I hope Kathy's listening to this. Oh, she right. will find that. Shout out to Kathy, by Big the way. shout out, Kathy, you boomer. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> class. You need her on the rig as you a life raft. <laughs> oh, you nasty. <laughs> I like the. Oh, God. Anyway. She'll find that hilarious. I know she will. So's mum. Don't what? fucking at me on Instagram. <laughs> mum message me privately. Can we uh, can we put a picture of your mum up next? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll post. I'll take a picture of, of me and my mum, and I'll post it on. <laughs> oh my god! That's going to be episode two. Oh, where were we? Oh right, yeah. Uh, so, Instagram life. Yeah, so Instagram life, living right? Going, going back to that. So living from the gram, and we literally we couldn't afford to eat or nothing, right? And I'm not not joking when I say that. So I've felt hard times as well, and I'm not going to sit here now. And be, be a be a fucking liar and say that we struggle every day now because we don't like, which is a nice feeling. But we're not fucking rich, and we have like a good enough life. We are, I'd say, comfortable. Mm. But we weren't always, and that's what I think a lot of people don't realize. Like, people think that life's just always plain sailing. But like, I, I honestly remember 
literally deciding how many chicken nuggets we had to eat yeah. to get us through to the end of the month. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like I'm I'm a, an absolute freezer legend now. Like oh yeah. oh yeah. So like I'll buy everything in the whoops section and then I'll like portion up my my big one this week was I found a box of twenty four chicken nuggets in Aldi. In Aldi in the whoops section. What's Aldi? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Actually sorry it was Lidl. <laughs> Um, in the in the whoop section, and then portion them up, and they're all in the freezer in little freezer bags. Yeah, but you know what? Though? I think that's quite good. Like, I think people should do that anyway. Well, yeah. Like, and how much the thing shit is, you throw I'm, away? Well, that's it. And I'll continue that going out of the other end of the shit show that we're in at the moment. So, so before we get back on uh, the the life and death of George, the are you finding it hard now adapting to this cost of living? Yeah. Uh, where, well, do you, where do you see it? Where so, do you see the pinch? Uh, diesel mostly. Yeah. Because I drive a tank. It's fucking huge. Well, no, it's actually I get really good mileage out of it. I get like sixty miles to the gallon on average. Yeah. But I drive like twenty six miles to work and back. Like it's twenty six mile there and twenty six mile back. It probably costs me about a hundred pound a week to get two. No way. Sorry, no, about fifty pound a week. It's every two weeks I top up a hundred pound. Get a fucking chicken cento. I know somewhere that sells them. They're really good. I used to work for them. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You'll, you'll put a tenner in there and it'll last you all month. Um, Big shout out to chickencento.com. Yeah. <laughs> Fiat? Fiat? Is it a Fiat? Fiat. Yeah. Fiat, if you want to sponsor us. You can see how good I was at my job as a salesman. Chickencento.com. I didn't even know what the fuck it was. <laughs> you can see how broken on the bones of my ass I am as well. Because I'm like, Been if anybody wants to sponsor us, please. <laughs> So yeah, um, this 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 Instagram life, right? There's a flip side to that as well because one thing that did happen. So hopefully, if you're listening to this, if anyone's listening to this, you fucking better be. Then you might be at either end of this spectrum, right? So you could either be on the bones of your ass like I was and struggling to survive, or you could be very comfortable like I also was, and then still being very unhappy. Like I found that mm. when I had my breakdown in 2020, almost to the day now because it was December the 16th when I ended up in hospital having an absolute meltdown and I was suicidal and literally felt like I had no way out. I had everything. I had money. I had an amazing family. I had my wife that wasn't my wife at the time, but we were were engaged. I had my son, which is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I had a fucking amazing job working two weeks away and four weeks off. And I still wasn't happy. Yeah. Like, which everybody thinks... You get one, you get the money, two, you get the family, and three, you get the time off. What more is it I want from life? But yeah. I just was not happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I understand why people like, look at Robin Williams, for example. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, people like that that spent their whole career making people mm-hmm. laugh and entertaining them and making people's life happy. And then they end up killing themselves. Yeah. And when yeah, they have everything you would imagine and, and, you want. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's like, I've obviously, I've I've been through a bit of, like I've been through the mill this year, let's say, uh, with my mental health. But like, the cost of living is starting to pinch. And actually, I'm probably in the best place I've been in in a really long time in terms of my mental health. Yeah. Because I've started to build a support network and I've started to find the things that actually bring me joy and I started to focus on myself and and kind of doing those things that, you know, fulfill my life. Yeah. Which is more important, arguably, than than kind of like you say, finding the money or whatever like that. Well, I think it's funny you should say that because <clears throat> me and Katie literally talked about this the other day, right? Like 
again, we are happy now and we do have a, a lovely life and we've got good friends and good family and good support network and both of our mental healths are doing well at the moment. Katie's always been really stronger than me when it comes to like yeah. managing it. Like yeah. she she puts up with a lot of shit mainly from me and she still smiles every single day and she like sees the best in everything. I don't. I'm like, he's a prick. I don't like him. Mm. Job's shit. I've not got any money and I'm fucking sick of life. Mm. And Katie's like, yeah, but look, it's fucking sunny outside. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like she can see like the good in the, literally yeah. anything. And that's what keeps me going. Cause I think if I was with someone that was like me, we'd be fucking dead. Like yeah. as, as hard as that sounds like, no, no. Cause, but we were literally talking about it and we were probably the happiest, you know, which is fucking weird. And people might not believe this, but when we had fuck all, yeah. right. There was me and her, and I remember, right, we used to be in our house, and it was a fucking big house because, again, I was living the life like I was still working offshore, so I couldn't just fucking sell it and move. Like, right, yeah. So we were living above our means, and we had no money. But we were sitting downstairs. We couldn't put the heating <clears> on <throat> because it was one of them meters. Oh, so, like a prepayment. Yeah, so you go into debt with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even, I was in debt with my fucking electric yeah. meter. So I'd put a tenner on if I ever had a tenner. And it'd just get eaten up. Yeah. And then you'd and be back into your fucking in. emergency yeah, reserve. Yeah, yeah. So, and then we'd maybe get like, Kate would get a tip from work, maybe mm. a fiver, right? And then I'd fucking... Was she hairdressing at this point? Yeah, she was well, hairdressing, yeah. yeah. And I'd maybe get a, a couple of quid spare out my bank. And we'd go, we've got 15 quid tonight. What should we do with it? Now, really, we should have put the fucking electric on and cleared it <laughs> off. Right? Yeah. But we were like, should go and get a fucking kebab? Yeah. And then she'd be like, yeah. And then we'd go and get a kebab, sit there fucking shivering downstairs because it was that cold with the TV on. Fuck the TV license. Big shout out to them as well. So <laughs> yeah. we, were, uh, we were watching. You're not welcome you're to sponsor not, it. If you try and sponsor us, I'll tell you where to fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. We're not sitting in Callum's house now watching TV. It's got a radio. So, yeah, but we were sitting there literally watching whatever shit we were watching on TV, shivering, eating this kebab. And we had about four quid left. Yeah. And that would go in. I, I remember going and putting four pound fuel in. Because yeah. Because that's all I had. Yeah. And I felt like a dickhead going in and being like, can I put three pound 80 on my fucking, in my fuel? Yeah. And it'd be about a fucking litre and a half. Yeah. And it'd get me home. Yeah. And then as long as I got home, the next thing was like, like the next challenge awaited after that. Yeah. Yeah. And you just took it one step at a time. Yeah. Whereas I think sometimes when you've got a little bit more and you're a bit more comfortable, because you think so much further down the road and you're constantly like, oh, I want this or I want that. or Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes when you don't have and when you can't afford stuff, it reduces your like ability to want. Yeah, yeah, I You get know that. what I mean? Okay, yeah, so... We've just had to uh, stop the recording and start again because <laughs> we've been talking absolute shape for 25 minutes. But what you're saying there, again, it's another point I'd like to bring up, right, about, I know it sounds like it's all me. You you have to talk at some point here, by the oh, way. I'm just, fucking, I'm just absolutely spouting our shit. It's, see, this is like therapy as well because, see, doing this is something that I've learned to do more and talk to people. And people will be like, oh, George, how is it like having PTSD? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's fucking shit. And then I'll tell him. Whereas... Yeah. I never used to, do you know no, what I mean? Yeah, I used yeah. to like proper close off yeah. and be like, what do you mean? There's nothing wrong with me. Like I'm yeah. sound. Yeah. But I wasn't. No. But like now I just Save say that though, because that I, that's something I want to talk about in like an actual whole episode. So I'd like, if you're comfortable, we're having this discussion 
on the podcast. And it is this literally... is the first time I've, we've had this discussion. And it's a one take thing. We're, we're not doing no fucking. <laughs> yeah, no, editing. no. This isn't like this will go out as it happens. But like, I want us to. Um, I was saying to you before, actually, that I'd quite like. I've got a couple of friends who are mental health professionals, and I'd quite like to get them on. One of them, not all of them, at the same time. That'd be carnage. But fucking hell, like... it'd be like I was back in hospital again. <laughs> They'd all be stood around me saying, "George, tell me how you feel." I'd be like, "Oh, fucking but hell, no, man. no, not for that." But like to understand the actual like biomechanics of what happens inside your body. I mean, I'm more than happy to talk about it, but I'm not getting a fucking shrink tested on a podcast. No, 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 not a shrink test. That's not what I mean. Okay. I just mean like to understand the actual, like what it is. Yeah, that'd be so, interesting. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, I'm intrigued. Have we got to pay them for this? Because I was nah, paying £50 pound an hour for this no, shit. No, so. no, probably not. Why didn't I meet you just, earlier? I'll just, fucking I'll just find some... If, it, if there's anyone on Grinder that's a mental health professional... <laughs> God. <laughs> then swipe right for Callum and come to his fucking creepy house. <laughs> Um, but no, I just, just, yeah, I think it'd be really interesting because I don't know very much about PTSD in terms of like, obviously I know how it's affected you, but I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Do you know what? To be honest, neither do I. So I think it, and like, I don't fully understand exactly what my depression is, like what's happening, what's physically going on. So I think that'd be quite an interesting thing. We'll get back to talking about what we were talking about, whatever yeah. that was. Well, we fucking won't now because you've just cut me straight off and Sorry. told me to get a fucking <laughs> mental health professional and I tell them my problems to them live on air. So, no. But, uh, yeah, like, that's that's something that I would talk about now to anyone. And I'll talk about, like, you've asked me about Afghan and shit and I'll yeah, talk yeah. about it. And before, I never used to just close off, whereas now I'll be like, yeah, this happened, this happened, this happened. And then some people will sit there and be like, fucking hell. Yeah. Because, you know I mean? like, yeah. I just flood them with shite me. I, yeah. I do know, like, beating around the bush, like, this no. happened, but it was like this. You just are tell- far more open than a lot of people that I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know quite a few people who've served. And I, know, I think I approach it from, like, quite a tentative place. So, like, I don't just barrel in and I'm like, tell me about your first contact. Like... If you talk about it, I will let you talk and I'll ask questions. But I feel like I don't pry and I don't bring it up. Nah, you don't. But then, like... But I you're think... very open about it. Is You know what I mean? Like, you will just yeah. you'll just bring it up and you'll be like, oh, yeah, this happened. Yeah, so I think, I think it's... I'm not saying if you're listening and you've got PTSD or you've got something that's... Because re- PTSD doesn't always have to be war-related. You can have it from having a car crash. You can have it from... Losing the parent because it's post-traumatic stress, isn't it? So, yeah, so anything you can have it, you can literally have it from anything. So mm. I'm not saying that everybody should go out and start fucking telling the world your problems because what I'm saying is that works for me. It doesn't necessarily work for everyone because there is such things as like triggering yourself as well. Yeah, that can set it off. So don't take this as advice to go out there and like. Yeah, we stand... should stress we're not mental health yeah. professionals. Yeah, we've all fucking <laughs> we've all suffered with it enough, so we're probably not far off. But I wouldn't like say go out and speak to the world about it because it'll make you feel better because it might fucking not and then then I'll be to blame. But what I'm saying is it works for me and also the visualizing something else worked for me. Like I used to visualize myself having I know this sounds corny as fuck, but having a normal life and not waking up in the middle of the night sweating or panicking or waking up and thinking that I was immediately in danger or mm. seeing faces that I've seen over in Afghan. Like I used to visualize just having a fucking normal night's sleep. Right. And eventually, right, this is interesting for you. So this you can take my advice on, right? So there's this thing called The uh, the Secret, right? It's a book. Have I told okay. you about this? No. It's really good. So it's called The Secret, and it's about the power of positive thought, right? And it's it's an actual proven theory 
right? I don't, I'm not going to say it's a fact because it might not be a fact, but there's two famous things that you can use for this quotation that I'm about to say now, right? First of all is if you sit there now and try this at home, right? You've got to be by yourself. Don't be trying to put the kids to sleep or nothing like that. But when you get a bit of time, sit there and do it. It's weird as fuck, right? So if you sit there for long enough and you turn the TV off, you turn the lights off and you focus on your left or your right leg hurting, right? Stay with me because it it makes sense, right? Yeah. So if you sit there and you think my left leg hurts, my left leg hurts, and you repeat it over and over and over (coughs) and over in your head and start to actually feel like your left leg hurts, your left leg will actually hurt. Yeah. Right? Because your brain psychosomatic, isn't it? Probably. I don't yeah. know what the fuck that means, but it sounds something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's like your brain so, convincing you. Yeah, that, so your yeah. brain will convince yourself that something happened. So if your if your mind is powerful enough to make you feel physical pain in your leg, then I strongly believe that if you set your mind to being able to do something, then you will be able to do something. I'm sure I watched a movie about a guy who broke his back and couldn't walk. And then he... It was like, on YouTube and he started fucking running. And he, like, thought himself better. Yeah, and he had a big beard. A big, yeah. A guy with a big, yeah. Am I making that up? No, no, I've seen it as well. It's mint. And so... And he, yeah. like, plays basketball. Yeah, the doctors in the movie. were like, yeah, you yeah, will, they ne- were like, you will you'll never, never walk, walk again. again. Yeah. And he was like, watch this. Yeah, I will. And then he's and doing he, like, fucking laps around yeah, the town. And he, like, went to, like, some Chinese medicine person or something. And they were like, and just they think were, like, about it. Yeah. You'll be okay. Just think yourself well again. Don't take no paracetamol. You'll just think you'll be sound. There's George getting cancelled. Cancelled again. <laughs> brilliant. Ah, fuck it. So next um, week, I'll be back on my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, sue me. So, um, yeah, but that's the first point, right? And the other thing as well, if you go on YouTube, right, and put in Jim Carrey, um, the check, right? So this is mental, right? So Jim Carrey was a down-and-out actor, right? He had nothing, right? He had no money, no roles, anything. And he was pretty shit, apparently, when he first started off. And he said to himself, he's going to be a famous actor one day, right? And he wrote himself a check and it said, for acting services rendered, $65 million, right? And he wrote this check out to himself, made payable by Jim Carrey to Jim Carrey for acting services rendered, right? And he put it in his wallet and he kept it with him for five years, right, mate? It's a blow your fucking mind. It blew my mind when I watched it. I've got goosebumps even talking about it now. And uh, he made it payable for something in like, I don't know, 1998, right? on thanksgiving right and like a week before this date in 1998 he landed the role for dumb and dumber and got paid 65 million dollars and he kept the check with him honestly Shut mate up. i swear to you That's watch it on youtube right he talks wild. about it on fucking oprah or something right uh, i'm and, definitely gonna look and that. he kept it in it with him and he said everywhere he went yeah. he kept this wallet this um check in his wallet and it got more and more deteriorated and thinner and thinner and then one day he opened it and you could barely read it, right? Right. And but it was always with him. Yeah. So yeah. when he went for an acting <clears> role <throat> and he got turned down, he'd look at this check, right? And then he literally got to the fucking figure what he wrote this check out for five years prior, which is fucking wild. That's insane. There's so many theories about it, and that's what I done for offshore, right? Like we were getting food parcels. I was counting my fucking chicken nuggets. Yeah. And I was like, I was embarrassed, right? Like I, I've not admitted this to no one before, but I was embarrassed because. When I met Katie, I was I was like living life like the fullest, right? I was out buying champagne. I was buying everyone drinks. I'd buy fucking weirdos. I didn't even know a drink just yeah, because yeah. I could, yeah. right? And then I'd promised Katie the world. And then we had fuck all. And yeah. I couldn't afford to provide for her. Yeah. Which as a man, 
is one of the most single-handed hardest feelings in the world. Yeah. Knowing you and it's so fucked probably up. only more so counteracted by if you have a child and you can't provide for them. But yeah, at right, the time yeah, yeah. I just had Katie and I couldn't <clears throat> provide for her. Yeah. And I felt like such a fucking letdown. Yeah. But then like I still kept going because I thought I'm, this is another story, right? Sorry, I'm going off on here. But I used to say to Katie, story right? Story time with I used to Jordan. Say, <laughs> don't sound like Mr. Fucking Tumble. So I said to Katie, right? I was like, Good night, children. Good night, children. It's all been pleasant. So I'd say, all right, we always wanted the white Tiguan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Always, <laughs> shut up, yeah, right? No, right? We always wanted the white Tiguan. It had to be an eyeline. It had to have 20-inch diamond cut alloys. And it had to have of course. the... the like the sports package on it, right? And I used to imagine I was driving this white Tiguan airline, right? And while I don't you were mean driving your Chikagento. Well, no, I didn't even have that. I was in a fucking <laughs> on v- the bus. No, I, I was in a uh, Ford Focus, and the exhaust fell off when I was driving Mint. to Martin Park, right? But honestly, I, I imagined I had this Tiguan airline, right? And when I'm saying I imagined it, I know this sounds like hocus pocus shit, and you're probably bored of it already, right? But it really works. I used to look at the steering wheel, right? And I didn't see a Ford badge. I used to see a VW badge, right? right. I didn't look at my fucking dashboard. It didn't work. Yeah. I used to see the electrical, like, All di- the, the digital shit. dial shit, like yeah, yeah. like what's on the Tiguans now, right? <laughs> and, and now, I promise you, right, now <coughs> I have... Can confirm he has a white Tiguan R-line. With 20-inch diamond cut alloys. Because I've fucking driven it. Yeah, and it's everything I ever imagined. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And when I went and bought it, I was like... Like, even now, right? Even discussing this now, I feel emotional saying it because I I couldn't have afforded a fucking VW badge off eBay for £1.99 at the time. But I felt like I was going to get it. Mm. And... Now I fucking got it, and yeah. it's fucking shit. No, I'm joking. Like it, it's a mint car, and it was something that we've always wanted, and now we've got it. But this is a thing, right? So if you did it, feel, do you feel like that ever became empty? Like, what did you? How did you feel when you achieved it, though? See, this is weird because this is exactly what I was going to talk about next. Yeah, all right. right okay. So, yeah, it does, right? Because you might sit there now, right? If you are, if you've got a pen and paper, then try it, right? Write down something that you'd always want in your life, right? Some people had won. There's homework to this now. There's homework to this now, yeah. Make sure you fucking send me your <laughs> results by the end of the week. So some people might want something as simple as to not worry about the bills, right? Or someone might want something like a Breitling, right? Mm. And this is another thing. I've always wanted a Rolex, right? And I never thought I could afford one, ever. And a family member said to me, George, when you can afford to buy a Rolex, just buy one, right? And then the day came when I could afford to buy a Rolex. And I didn't want it, right? Yeah. And then I said to oh, myself, yeah. right, I'll buy it when I can afford it twice. Yeah. And then when I could afford it twice, I thought, I don't fucking need it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just a watch. And then so I said to myself, when I can afford it three times, I'll buy it. And then I never fucking got to that, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but when I when it did get to three times, you don't want it because these things that you think that you want, there's that famous story, right? Of the mm. and it's it's used all over the internet of the guy that's stood at a bus stop, right? And he sees someone drive past in a car. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, I wish I, I, wish could, I could drive a car. Yeah. And then he looks over and the guy sees someone in the Ferrari and he goes, I wish I had the Ferrari. And that's yeah. the guy sat in the car. And it keeps going on and on until there's someone in the helicopter. 
and he goes, I wish I had the fucking helicopter instead of my Ferrari. And then the guy and then, in the helicopter's like... No, then the guy, there's a guy on a balcony watching them all, Yeah. right? And he looks down at the guy at the bus stop, which is a, apparently the, the shittest one out of them all, how it's made out to be. And he's in a wheelchair and he goes, I wish I had legs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. every time you see someone better that you think's better than you in a Ferrari or in a helicopter, there might always be that one guy that's wishing he could just walk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I've seen something similar, but then it was like the guy in the helicopter was like, that was his job. And he was like, I wish I didn't have to do this every day. Or yeah. something. Do you know what I mean? It was, but it was the same sort of premise. Yeah. I've got another, another little point here. Right. And I think that you'll, you'll like this because again, this is another point I'd like to clarify. So whenever most people that be listening to this, <clears throat> will come to my comedy shows. Right. And they'll see us get up there and rinse people and ruin people and call people dickheads and stuff like that. But another point I'd like to bring up is like, we're all just the same when you think about it, like you cut us open with all that blood. Like we all worry about where the next fucking wage is coming from. Don't it doesn't matter if you earn 10 grand a month or 10 pound a month, you're always live to their means and you always wish that you had more. Mm. Right. But one thing that I heard and it was Joe Rogan that said it and it really fucking got me is while you're now young enough or while you're living your life now, just enjoy it because one day, right next time you walk through the park, and you see a little old man sat on a bench, mm. right? Probably holding some flowers that he's taken to the grave of his wife. You're not far away from that. No, no. Like, we're all not far no. away from that. I also, um, the next time you walk past a homeless person, just remember that any any one of us is only three paychecks away from it. Some of us aren't even fucking three away from it. Well, I know that. Yeah. But, like, the, like, the average person is something like three paychecks away from losing literally everything. Yeah. Um, and and I th- I find that wild. Like I also find it unnerving sometimes, but I I just think it's you know it literally could happen to anybody. But do you know what though, right? I think again, this is me being all like fucking hippified. I think you should use it as a drive because if I know I'm only ever three paychecks away from being in the street, mm. not even having the ability to put heating on mm. and going into debt for it then something should get you up every day to make you never want to be in that position. I understand that some people have no choice of being in that position. Yeah, yeah. But that should be your drive Yeah. to keep going. Because, yeah. like... See, I think it's interesting that you look at it that way. I also... I mean, yes, I agree with what you're saying totally. And, and it is, you know what I mean? Like, it's a drive for me to get up and it's a drive for me to go to work and perform. And But I have other drivers for me to do that. Like, I do that because of other things like I, I fucking love my job boring well it's not boring but other people would think it, like i've told you what i do before and you're like no okay like it's not an exciting job <laughs> callum gets pulled into hr tomorrow know, yeah tomorrow after his boss so, has listened to this fucking boring is it callum I've out got, you go i've literally got an interview on monday for, for a promotion callum's now two paychecks know, away yeah. from being on the fucking street fucking hell um yes right, please I'd, I'd like a top up yeah um Hang on. I can't talk. And... <laughs> that was definitely waiting for the I know, yeah. as well. I did it on purpose. It was for ASMR. ASMR. Um, so, but like for me, the other thing as well is you can't take it with you. Jesus Christ, if you, I've only had one glass out of this. I fucking bought it. Shut up and tell your story. Um, you can't take it with you. So I live my life every day like it's my last. Do you know what I mean? And again, sounds cheesy as fuck, 
but it's true because you can't take the cash with you. You can't take the stuff with you. So, like, I mean, my house is nice, right? But it's not full of stuff, is it? It's not full of fucking anything because you're minimalistic as fuck. Well, I am minimalistic. You said this to me when I said you've got six baubles on your Christmas tree. And but, you said, okay, we'll come back to this. We will. <laughs> but the reason that it's minimal, and to be fair, I say it's, you say it's minimalistic. If we look at my walls, right? So the New York poster, I got that because I lived in New York. Um, the artwork that's made from my passport is, well, it was free and it's made from my passport and it's got all the stamps of all the places that I've travelled. There's the like Asian-style umbrella that's hung up on the wall. If you don't want to listen to every picture that's on Callum's wall, sk- skip by 20 minutes and then <laughs> we'll not continue. 20, <laughs> not 20 minutes at all. Um yeah, and I got that from Thailand. Like, that's literally all that's in my yeah, living no, room. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's minimalistic, like, it's fucking no, shit. No, I'm just no. saying you but, don't like clutter, do you? No, I don't. And I don't like stuff. Like, the TV I've got was free. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather... Like, I spend all of my money on doing things and going places and experiencing stuff because that's what drives me. That's what really gives me passion. Mm. Or even, to be fair, even if it's, you know, like that night out that we had... Like, it was probably the best night out, the one that I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was probably the best night out I'd had in years and years. And I don't go out and drink heavily, not like often. And it probably cost me way... Well, it probably didn't cost me that much because I went out with you. Cost you fuck all. I paid for everything. <laughs> I did buy some stuff. You bought one drink. In Weatherspoons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you got a free fucking hash brown with your scruffy gun. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I, no, I'm sure I bought a bit more than that. Anyway, <laughs> I bought all the cooking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Hi, ma'am. Hiya. Um, but, like, I, like, I'd rather spend money on that than stuff for my house because, I, like, I won't forget. Well, I say I won't forget that. I can't remember it. But, like, we had a really good time. And it's it's mo- that's what I'm saying. It's more about that stuff than stuff stuff for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, when you were sat imagining, and I'm not belittling you imagining your car because it's what gives you life, it's what gives you passion. But, like, while you were sat doing that, I was sat imagining getting on a flight to somewhere or, you know, living in my van in Australia or, you know, like, those, like, do you know what? So, one of the things that I missed the most when I was, when we were going through the pandemic. I realized that I hadn't swam in the sea for like three years post pandemic. And I was like, that's insane because I spent prior to the pandemic, I spent so much time traveling that I was always somewhere nice and warm where I'd spend time swimming. Like I'd spend time in the sea. So when I went away to Morocco um, and I couldn't afford to do it in like a lush fancy way. Like I backpacked, I hired a car, I took a single bag and and basically backpacked around Morocco and I had a phenomenal time um, and eventually made it to like a little fishing village and, and I was like, I cannot wait to get in the sea. Like that's what I was thinking about the yeah, whole so that time. Yeah, was your drive then, wasn't yeah. it? To get in the sea. Because I mean, if you had got in red car seat, there'd be a whole different type of fucking pandemic, wouldn't oh, you? Oh, I. You'd have came out <laughs> fucking glowing. I know, yeah. <laughs> no, that's good though. That, that's what works for people and that's what I think is important to deliver on these sort of things here. Like I know we've purely talked absolute shite for nearly an hour, but like hopefully if someone can take away some of it, like one thing you always have, and it's obviously worked for you and it's obviously worked for me. Even if you've got fuck all, you've always got your mind. 
Like no one can yes. take that away from you. I yes. mean, technically you can if if you were God forbid to become ill with something like Alzheimer's, then you would lose your mind. And that or way. like somebody or some gave sort you a of, lobotomy. Yeah, then you would then you would te- <laughs> then you would literally lose your mind. But I mean, as at the moment, if you're listening to this, you are using your mind. So yeah. you do have the ability to transport yourself to wherever the fuck you want to be. Like you could be sat in a shitty little fucking hovel that you call home. And I know that sounds sounds really bad, but that's what I was living in at one point. And you no can... need to go at my house like that. <laughs> I didn't I didn't look around when I said it this time. You could you could be in a fucking hovel with a Thailand hat on the wall like Callum's. No, you could be in the like worst place that you feel you could possibly be in accommodation wise and you could not afford to put your heating on, but you can always transport yourself somewhere else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And even if that brings you five seconds of happiness, yeah. It's for, do you know what's weird is the fact that I've just clocked on your wall, you've got dopamine and serotonin. Oh, yeah. And then um, oxytocin yeah. as well. So like, On your wall. So, so when so... I found out I had a mental health problem, I started to like look into the kind of brain chemistry. I'm fascinated by the brain chemistry of mental health problems and mm. neurodivergency as well. Um. And yeah, and and I found and I saw this on Etsy, and I couldn't afford it, so I made it myself. Um, but it's the like little chemical symbols for oxytocin, dopamine, and serotonin, and then like what they give you. So oxytocin's the love drug, uh, dopamine's the pleasure drug, and serotonin's the happiness drug. I've got serotonin in my fucking tablets. I think I know. Yeah. They're no. No. Then. No. No. They're uh, serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, so they stop your brain reabsorbing the serotonin that your brain produces. This is very boring to people who don't have mental health. Jesus Christ, fucking hell! My mental health problems just gone worse now because I couldn't even pronounce what you said then. Okay, well, on that note, (laughs) on that note, I think we'll uh, we'll stop that one there because hopefully this. Cheers. Cheers. Hopefully this uh, episode has been a bit more. I know it's a comedy podcast at times and a mental health podcast, but I believe that it's important that. For the people that are listening, because without naming names, I've had a lot of messages from a lot of people that have said that what we're talking about really like resonates. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Resonates with them. So hopefully this little section has been like a sort of self-help section. And like you say, we're not experts. We don't know exactly what works, but all we can do is tell you what works from us and what has worked from our point of view. So hopefully, I'm sorry you didn't laugh as much this episode, but you might have done actually. You might have done, yeah. There was a good, good few corkers in there. Yeah, yeah. So if you have, then give us a message. Let us know what you thought of it. But um, we'll leave it there, and then in the next podcast we shall talk about something else, even more fucking depressing <laughs> shit. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, but no. Thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon send yeah. us a message let us know what you think Cheers. oh should we name this podcast ah fuck that we i think we should name it doing it for the gram yeah that's good thanks for listening to doing it for the gram yeah. episode two of even steel cracks cheers bye